Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are back live here, coast to coast, border to border on iHeartRadio today. Also, AMFM247.com. Tune in, iTunes, and you can get a hold of us online over there at J-I-G-G-Y-J-G-U-A-R.com. Big Intel is the topic today, and we have got a fantastic guest with us today. J. Michael Waller is with us. He's the author of Big Intel, how the CIA and FBI went from Cold War heroes to deep state villains and he joins us today here via the magic of the old skip skype yes the old skype rooney and uh we have got the author with us today uh mr waller how are you sir doing great so talk to us a little bit about this book why did you decide to write this book decided to write the book because after 40 years of being around the intelligence community if not in it um i saw a dramatic shift since obama that it was gone from sort of a, a liberal, generally a liberal organization, but still pro-American, to woke and, and really against everything our nation was founded for. So this book, incredibly well written. Take me through your writing process for bringing this to life. It started as looking at how it started under Obama when he became president in 2009, and then what happened to it since, and, and what he did, who was responsible how things were done exactly and why but then in in seeing it it didn't just begin with obama it was a it was a, what my friend diana west calls a, a red thread that i ended up tracing of an ideological chain of custody further and further back to the you know how do you get all these people who believe in the same critical theory at the same time and they're in place in the intelligence community at the right time sort of as yeah. if waiting for somebody like obama to come in and lift them up to the top we and it got, began a hundred years ago yeah. go ahead my friend didn't, didn't mean to cut you off keep going my friend well sure no, it began a hundred years ago this was a real surprise it it got its start as a soviet active measures operation meaning a soviet covert campaign run by the bolsheviks at a meeting in moscow at the marx engels institute in 1922 and their idea was we're not going to have another Bolshevik-type revolution in the Western countries. We have to think of another way to, to overthrow those societies and destroy them. And that was to destroy them from within, destroying them through their culture. So no more workers' uprisings and the great you know, proletarian revolts. We're going to make them stop believing in their countries, stop believing in you know, parliamentarism or democracy or elected republics. Uh, we're going to get rid of Judeo-Christian ethics and Christian morals and the whole legal systems built around them. We're going to get them not to believe in the nuclear family anymore. We're going to get them to dump their religious faith. And we're going to subvert it little by little. And this will take generations. Well, that's precisely what they did. So in Big Intel, I could trace back from person to person, year to year, how it developed from 1922 until August 2011, when Barack Obama wrote the executive orders imposing critical theory on the federal bureaucracy. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. J. Michael Waller is with us. He's the author of Big Intel, how the CIA and FBI went from Cold War heroes to deep state villains. And you can pick the book up on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or any of the major book retailers. Uh, how do you define the term deep state in the context of your book? And what role do you believe it played in the evolution of these intelligence agencies well deep state was used in in this case in the book i use it just as a metaphor to have to mean a the way people popularly understand it which is a permanent bureaucracy that's unaccountable to anybody and they're operating in the background deeply throughout society and not just in their own lanes either but broadly and it doesn't matter who's president they will do what they will do uh, for the reasons that they either were, were uh, put in there for or the reasons they have assumed on their own. 
and really the the personification or the you know when it's when it's dismissed as a conspiracy theory, this idea, you just have to look back at what Chuck Schumer, Senate Democrat leader, warned Donald Trump when Trump was coming into office. He said, if you go after the intelligence community, they have six ways from Sunday to get you. Mm-hmm. So here you have the highest ranking Democrat in the country elected and the highest Republican elected, the president. So the Democrat is warning the Republican president, we do not control these institutions, neither the Congress nor the presidency. We have to live in fear of them and we must never challenge them. It's just incredible. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. J. Michael Waller is with us. He is the author of this incredible new book, Big Intel, How the CIA and FBI Went from Cold War Heroes to Deep State Villains. The book is available on Amazon, and he joins us today here on our big program. And uh, so your book, incredibly well-written. You put a lot of time and effort into the book. What do you want readers to take away from your writing of this book? couple of things. First, that there's a lot of exasperation out there to defund the FBI, defund the CIA, and I understand that, but we need some type of federal law enforcement. We need, you know, who's going to who's going to track down the child kidnappers and the and the gang you know, organized crime and who's going to hunt enemy spies and take down foreign spy operations here. We need somebody to do that. Like we need a foreign intelligence service because all the bad guys in the world are watching us and they're out to get us. So but are the FBI and the CIA doing their jobs? So it's time for us to rethink this, just as President Truman did after World War II and, and the Republicans. We didn't need the World War II setup anymore. We created new institutions, took what worked from the old ones and made them into something new and used that to wage containment to defend ourselves against Soviet communism. So that's the first thing. The other thing we need to think of is really bad evil elements have penetrated the entire central nervous system of the FBI and the CIA. These are people who don't believe in the American founding principles. They think the Constitution's a living document that can mean whatever they want it to mean. And they certainly don't believe in the rights of the American citizen as an individual. They don't believe in that stuff. So if you if you go to Cabela's or Bass Pro, or if you, if you say Bible, or if you have the word patriot or wave too many American flags, you're viewed as a danger to the country as a threat. So that that's the second part of it. When, when you when you think the CIA and the FBI now have critical theory as a core value, they call it a core value or, or a mission essential function, and they rank it literally on par with the U.S. Constitution in terms of what they're defending or what they say they're defending, you know something's wrong. So you have, we need something. The current system is doing it wrong. It's, it's, it's filled with rot, but we can do something about it. And there's two ways to do things about it. First of all, every citizen can do it uh, as a person. When we vote for sheriff, we think, what? You know, what's a sheriff? What do they do? We, why bother? I mean, we're just going to check whatever box we want. And how many of us have actually interviewed a sheriff candidate or read the literature when voting for sheriff? We don't even think about it. So, But the sheriff is a democratically elected chief law enforcement officer, generally of a, of a county, and he can stop federal agents from operating in his county by simply not giving them support. Usually they just say, fine, come on in, FBI, we'll help you out however we can, use our offices, use our people, we'll be your eyes and ears for you, we'll get the local cops to help out. But if the sheriff says, wait a minute, you guys in the federal bureaucracy, you're overstepping your authority, you're abusing people, we're not going to help you then they're immediately pulling out the eyes and ears of the central government from the local communities. They, the sheriffs can't stop them, but they don't have to help them. This is one thing we need to do is to support our good sheriffs, support them even more than, than, than what they might be doing now, and then question the rest of them, saying, what are you doing? And if you're not doing it right, we're going to vote for somebody else this year. That's, the, that's one big that's item awesome. that all of us have a role. And then a new incoming president. Let's say, let's say Donald Trump is elected this fall. He needs to come in, and I know he's learned his lesson from last time, judging by the the people I've been talking to, with a unified team, with an agenda, with the executive orders written for him to impose on the bureaucracy and to repeal the, the Obama executive orders that he never repealed, and then the Biden executive. So he'll... 
I'm confident that if he's elected, he will do that if he's allowed to be elected. We have got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. And uh, this book, incredibly well written, you put a lot of time and effort into the book. Uh, where do you see this book going? What are some of your goals for this book, Big Intel? It's really to start a debate, a national discussion, in a way that where we don't, you know, cut up our nose to spite our face and then end up defunding things, or even worse, going along with the status quo in hopes that someday maybe it'll be fixed. This is the year to do it. I didn't write the book for that purpose. The book just happened to come out at this time. So at the very end of the book, rather than leave everybody feeling pessimistic and helpless, uh, you know, it has a series of policy options for insiders in Washington. But it's, it's something that every, it's sort of a guide that every citizen can use to ask their political candidates who they're going to vote for, the, the, the ones in Washington as well as their local sheriffs. So there's sort of a guide there, what to do with FBI, what to do with CIA, what do we need, what do we don't need. We have got a great guest with us today. The author of Big Intel joins us live here on our big program. Now, your book addresses the concept of accountability within the intelligence agencies. How do you propose improving some of the transparency and oversight while maintaining operational effectiveness? Sure. First, we need to stop the leaks because this is how the intelligence community is able to manipulate public perceptions and public opinion by leaking secret information to mainly the liberal media. Now, this is a crime. Every time they leak classified information, they're committing a felony, but they do it all the time. No one's ever arrested for it or put on trial unless it's a very rare occasion. So we need to just enforce those laws and have the next administration prosecute those laws. That's the first one. Second, we need to cut back on the bloat within the intelligence community, like any government entity that does, even the military. You know, the same problems yeah. we see in the military now are happening in the CIA and the FBI. We just don't see them in public. The same things we see you know, in public educations and at school board meetings and so forth. Same stuff going on in there. So we need to just pull out the, the bloat that's in there. We don't need a secret intelligence unit to spy on climate change. <laughs> that's what the CIA has. That's, yeah, it's it's just insane. We have got a great guest with us today. J. Michael Waller is with us. He's the author of Big Intel, How the CIA and FBI Went from Cold War Heroes to Deep State Villains. The book is available on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and uh, we will have a link to it on our website at JiggyJaguar.com. Uh, also, J. Michael Waller is on LinkedIn and the Twitter machine as well, and uh, he joins us today here on our big program. And um, Waller worked for the CIA and Central America. He did some groundbreaking scholarship after the uh, Soviet Empire's breakup and taught history and methods at America's premier intelligence school. So he knows what he's talking about. And he's got this incredible book here, Big Intel. And he joins us today here on our big broadcast. So how do you see the future of intelligence gathering and analysis evolving in an increasingly interconnected and technologically advanced world, my man? Well, it's a lot easier to do now. And it's a, it's a lot easier for the bad guys to do now. So, so just imagine you can detect just by the apps we have on our phones, you can track anybody on earth real time. You can communicate any messages to them real time. You can pull all their personal data. You can develop psychological profiles of any individual or individuals you want and use predictive analytics to predict their behavior and then influence the way they think and perceive and act. This can be done for good or evil. It should be done really to for our foreign enemies and, and foreigners here who are causing trouble. But but now it's it's commercially available and our intelligence community is just scooping it up. So we're in for a really bad ride as individual Americans unless it's fixed this year. And it has to be this year because the personnel who've been brought in since 9-11, past 23 years or so, they're now the mid-career analysts. They're the woke people who've been brought in. They're the senior level management now who the Obama and Biden people raised up and even under the trump administration which didn't understand the problem it happened so they're running the show now and you look on the recruitment go on x at fbi jobs and you can see they're only recruiting woke people 
So they're they're wokeifying the entire bureaucracy. And if you have four more years of this, then you'll have everything run by this permanent woke, unchecked, all powerful apparatus. We have got a fantastic guest with us today. He joins us live. J. Michael Waller is with us. He's the author of Big Intel, how the CIA and FBI went from Cold War heroes to deep state villains. And he joins us today here on our big program. So lastly, what do you hope uh, as far as what conversations do you hope that your book sparks regarding the role of intelligence agencies in democratic societies? First of all, I hope to demystify it. Intelligence, it's like journalism. It's like just good reporting. You, you, you develop your sources, you, you work people, you build relationships with people, and then you write things. And that is journalism. It's also intelligence, but in using secrecy. And it's legitimate to use secrecy for most of that. So we shouldn't be so mystified and fearful of these three-letter agencies because they're all run by people. They all have homes, they all have families, they all have feelings, they're all, they all, a lot of them are really great people. They're first-rate people, they're, but they're in a system now where either do they stay and try to make sure that some sane people are still running it, or do they become part of the problem in doing that same thing? We don't know, but we need some people in there, to, a lot of people in there to stay who are good folks. So we can't just demonize the entire intelligence community because it's been politicized and ruined. This has been done by some extremists who've taken over a chunk of the organization and the whole nerve center of it. So we can't demonize everything in order to change it, yet we cannot change it without pointing out the problems and demanding solutions. Yeah. Well, your book is amazing. Thank you for making some time for us today. Thanks for coming on and chatting with us about this incredible book. It is Big Intel, and uh, the author, J. Michael Waller, has joined us today here on our big program. Before we let you go, what is next for you as an author, my man? Well, doing a lot of this stuff, I was thrilled that Costco is also carrying the book. So That's that was awesome. Neat. That's awesome. And I'm getting these calls out of the woodwork from people who are either in the intelligence community or used to be, who I never knew existed, who said, you really nailed this problem, but it's a lot worse than you thought. So oh, I'm have another book that's that great. <laughs> well, uh, Jay Michael, I really appreciate it. Thanks for making some time for us today, my friend, and I hope to talk to you soon. Have yourself a oh. wonderful, wonderful day, my man. Appreciate it, brother. There he goes. The fantastic J. Michael Waller with us today. Uh, what in the world uh, is going on with my video? On this one camera, I look green. It probably is because I'm wearing a green shirt. But uh, that wraps it up here. And uh, that's it. We have got Drew Lynch. He joins us today here on our big broadcast. It is a fast and furious day, and we have got not a lot of time, so we need to get this going. Drew Lynch joins us live here on our big broadcast. Drew is with us today. He is promoting an incredible event that he is going to be a part of at the Orpheum Theater in Ouachita, Kansas. And uh, Drew joins us today here on our big, big broadcast. So, Drew, talk to us a little bit about your big tour. It's coming through the uh, air capital of Wichita on Wednesday, March 6th at the fabulous historical Orpheum Theater. Break it down for us, my man. Dude, I'm so excited to come to Wichita, James. Every time I can freeze my tiny nipples off in the Midwest, that's where I want to be. That is awesome. That is awesome. We have got it's Drew best, Lynch. Man. He joins us, Wichita, Kansas, March 6th, Orpheum Theater. He is going to be with us live as live can get. So you have got this incredible show. Tickets are available at DrewLynch.com. That is D-R-E-W-L-Y-N-C-H.com, DrewLynch.com. And the Short King Tour is coming through to the Orpheum. So tell us a little bit about how you got started doing the comedy thing, my man. Give us a little bit of backstory, a little bit of history here. Sure. Um... I ended up, uh, it's crazy because my, my, my story is a little bit different than I would say a lot of other comedians. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody's got their own unique sort of uh, perspective as to how they got into navigating something like comedy. And um, I never wanted to do stand-up. I, I, I moved out to Los Angeles when I was really young to do acting, and I had some, I had some success as an actor out here. 
and then I had a freak softball accident that, you know, it messed with my, I, I, had, a, I had a brain injury because of it, and it messed with my speech, it messed with my, my, my motor skills, and I had to basically, you know, I, I, I was stuttering for uh, really, you know, over a decade, you know, and I, to this day, I still sometimes struggle um, with stuttering, and a lot of my career um, was kind of the pushing off point was from the fact that I couldn't get hired as an actor anymore. I couldn't get, you know, I didn't have, um, I just didn't have the momentum, or I, I mean, I didn't, it, I didn't have the momentum of, of and, and the luxury of really being able to speak fluidly and, and have people be like, oh, okay, like, this is something that we can explain, uh, this is something that, that's easily representable. So I got dropped by my agent and my manager, and I had to kind of find a way uh, to still and be a be a performer and still try to express myself my express myself still try to combat my situation with um uh with 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 the luck of of, of comedy just kind of falling in my lap by being able to um work through it at the time that is awesome we have got the fantastic drew lynch joining us today he joins us live here on our big broadcast. It's going to be part of a big show at the Orpheum Theater coming up very soon. You can get tickets and more information at DrewLynch.com. So, Drew, uh, one of the things that I always do when I interview comedians, it, I always like to know when, when you have a bad house, uh, is it the comedian's responsibility or is it the fact that there's sometimes just bad crowds because like for instance i've been to several shows where uh the comedians are on fire they've got a great opener they got a great you know everything's great but the crowd is sitting there with their arms crossed going make me laugh but then there's other times where i've gone to shows and the crowds are ready to have a good time and the comedians just are having an off night <laughs> what is your perspective on all that? Well, for me, I I only ever have bad sets. That way I can guarantee <laughs> consistency. Yes. You know, that way awesome. the expectation is always so low and I can and and I go even lower. I want you to leave I so mad and then you're just like I can't I want at the end of the night I want you to say and I can't believe I paid for parking. That's what I want you to <laughs> That's say. Awesome. Um That's no, for me, you know what? It's it, it, this is the thing. Like comics have such comics have such a responsibility to navigate and kind of orchestrate at the same time uh, the the cadences, the nuances, everything that's happening during a show. It becomes up to them, and they're the ones who uh, are you know. You, yes, you, there sometimes there's only so much you can do. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, we've trained a lot for this. You know, it's not like, you know, comics, we've, uh, we've, I've been doing this for, I don't know, 12 years, 13 years, some, some, yep. some, some, some yep. ridiculous amount of time. And I've gone up in pretty much every single environment. And like, I've been at, I've been at, you know, I've been at, uh, I've been at Korean barbecues. I've, I've performed outside. I've performed at a laundromat. I've performed in a chemo That's unit. Awesome. I've done, I've done living rooms. I've done, I like, I've performed everywhere. You know what I mean? I've, I've bombed literally in every single environment. So it, it, there is some level of kind of familiarity and, 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 and experience that comes to, uh, uh, comes comes to play whenever you are addressing a show that might not be, I guess, whatever, might not be uh, up to up to the energy level that you might not be used to. So expectation really kind of does go out the window every single show when you know that every single one is going to be different. And that's something that I always emphasize during my shows is every single every single show that I do is always unique to that audience. I, I, I have it be very interactive. I talk a lot about what's going on, where where I'm where where what the city I'm at, what's happening in the audience. I there's just that I, there's a certain level of self-awareness and awareness for the whole night that I try to bring to individualize um, the audience's experience for when they're coming to see me. 
That is awesome. We have got a fantastic guest with us today. Drew Lynch joins us. He is going to be part of a gigantic show. It's called the Short King Tour. It's going to be part of the Orpheum Theaters uh, Entertainment Series in Wichita, Kansas, Wednesday, March 6th. Tickets available now at DrewLynch.com. And before we let you go, Drew, um, how do people find you on social media and you know get involved with everything that you're doing, my man? Sure. Um, my uh, my handle is at the Drew Lynch. That's that's how you can find me online. But I also have a podcast that I do every every week. It's called Did I Stutter? I have a lot of people that um, you know. If you if you it, I have a lot of people who've expressed the 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 like for that sort of format where it's like, all right, it's kind of just an hour long thing where I just kind of awesome. I give out bad advice. I talk about. Um, I talk about my wife. I complain about you know the city I just was at. I complain about I complain about where I live. It's uh it's 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 you know it's just a good way to keep up with me week to week. That's awesome. Well, you are amazing. Thank you for taking as much time as you did with us today. I know that you are terribly busy out promoting the show and everything else, but uh, I really appreciate your perspective on things. Thanks for making some time for us, and I definitely hope to uh, do some TV things with you in Wichita when we see you with the Orpheum Theater in March. Have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, James. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy your day. Appreciate it, man. There it goes. That's Drew Lynch, the Short King Tour. We are back AMFM stations across the country and around the world, and we have got a fantastic guest joining us today here on our big broadcast, and we are talking about an incredible, incredible event that is going to be taking place here the 17th of February. It is the Jukebox album release party. It's going to be at Temple Live in Wichita, Kansas at 332 East 1st Street North in Wichita, downtown Wichita. And uh, we have got my man Ballistic with us today. How are you, sir? I'm good. How you doing? Pretty good, I'm actually. Today. I'm staccato today. <laughs> well, talk to us a little bit about this incredible event that you have coming up because this thing is amazing. Yeah, I put a lot of work into this, so it's the first ever doo-wop pop album release party. You know, we created a new genre of music called doo-wop pop, which is 1950s doo-wop music mixed with hip-hop. And we're having, you know, um, this is Ashley Renshaw right here. She is a phenomenal singer. She'll be singing with me at the show, as well as Thomas Forever and my daughter Halo. And then we also have burlesque dancers, pole dancers, fire spinners, magicians. I mean, it's a whole night of entertainment. It's only $20.00. Like he said, it's at uh, Temple Live, February 17th. Doors open at 6.30. Show starts at 8 o'clock. So, first of all, this poster is amazing. We have got this up on our screen for the folks that are watching us on the video sites or social media or what have you. Tell me a little bit about this poster. This thing is phenomenal. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to get a, get across the 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 doo pop feeling, but also give you know shed light on all the different talent that's going to be there. So, like like I said, it's a it's a lot it's a variety show. So there's a lot of different entertainment and a lot of I wanted to showcase all of that, you know, as best I could. This is pretty badass. So, how did you come about to bring all this together? Well, the the idea for the doo pop music uh came about when i was in branson i was uh i went i went and watched a couple doo-wop shows at the theaters they have up there you know and they were terrible like they, they, were, not <laughs> they were terrible that is amazing so i'm sitting i'm sitting there thinking like man i could put on a way better show than this and you know i'm looking around in the crowd it's nothing but old people i'm like and if i mix it with hip-hop i could bring a whole new crowd to these venues so that was the idea. Like, I want to, I want to eventually sell the show to like Branson or Vegas or somewhere like that where they do shows. Yeah. You know. So I uh, came home and started working on it with Thomas, with Thomas Forever, and uh, shit. Here we are now. We got the whole, the, the entire album done. It's called Jukebox, and it's got 15 tracks on it, right? Yeah. And um, you know, I uh, I discovered this talent right here at, at a at a local uh, karaoke. Uh, night she was singing and she sang an alicia key song that blew me away so you know I, I had to approach her and talk to her and she's been one of the most down people i know so you know you guys 
going to get to see some beauty along with the beast, you know, February 17th. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. So uh, this is such a cool idea. You've got a little bit of everything in here. Uh, you're also going to have somebody doing live magic? Yeah, Bryce Oxley will be doing magic. Holy yep. smokes. That is, yeah, like I said, that it's is a variety badass. show. It's, it's, it's all a whole night of entertainment. And like I said, it's only $20. So there's really no reason for you not to come. You know, you can get uh, you can get your tickets on Ticketmaster.com. You can get them at the Temple Live box office or you can get them from me. That's awesome. So what was the writing process like to uh, put this album together? Uh, it was very, it was definitely challenging, you know, like like. Uh, I, I battled with I battled with myself whether I wanted to continue going by ballistic, you know, or if I wanted to change my name. Yeah. And you know, eventually the music took over, and I had to change my name because you know it's not. I'm not. Yeah, making ballistic but but, but music ballistic is, is 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 not is not not a doo wop gimmick. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that's why I'm going by staccato now. And that's awesome. you know, as far as the writing process, uh, you know, it went back and forth. There was a some of the songs Thomas created the instrumentals and the hooks, and he sent them to me, and I would write the verses. Or the other times, you know, I created the verses, and then he came up with the hooks afterwards. So we, you know, he's from Wichita, but he lives in Iowa. So we went back and forth online uh, creating this album, and you know, he also produced the last Ballistic album, which was the Puppet Master album. Yep. That's when we started working together. So. You know, it, it's it's been it's been a lot of fun working with him. He's a very talented. You know, I've worked with a lot of dope producers and a lot of dope singers, but never one that was great at both. And he's great at both. And then we add Ashley to the mix, and it's game over. So I am fascinated by the fact that you found her at a karaoke event. Yeah, <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. Random Thursday night. It's dead in there. No one there, and we're, I'm just singing my heart out, I guess. <laughs> For sure. No one. <laughs> Somebody. We heard you. <laughs> That's awesome. So this whole thing, uh, talk to me about how you put all this together with the 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 performances and uh, the fire spinning and everything you're doing. Yeah, so, I, you know, I, I wanted it to be a – a different type of show you know i didn't want it to yeah. be all about the music i wanted the music to be specifically us you know yeah. so i have a i'm working on uh turning the album into a full production musical so my friend rachel wow. chen she's a choreographer here in town and she she does choreography for all types of dances so she's helping me with the choreography for the musical and then I asked her, you know, to help me with the show. So she's the one that uh, brought in all the dancers, the burlesque dancers, the pole dancers, the swing dancers. She helped me put all that together. And then I reached out to a couple of my other friends that do fire spinning and magic and asked them to be on. And, it's, you know, it's, it's been it, it, it's been a difficult time and a lot of work to put together. But I think, you know, it's going to be worth it in the end for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. So why did you decide to do this at Temple Live? I uh, wanted to, you know, the the idea is this music is, is not is it's not for bars, you know. It's yeah. it's for uh, dinner theaters and 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 bigger bigger venues, you know. It, 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 so I, I didn't want it to be at you know just any place. I wanted to be either at a dinner theater or or something special. And Temple Live is an amazing venue, yes. you know. Not a, not a lot of local artists can get to perform there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is going to be fantastic. It is the Jukebox album release party, February 17th, Temple Live. Doors open at 6.30. And uh, this is just going to be an amazing, amazing piece of business. Uh, I love the fact that you were able to grab doowophop.com. Yeah, uh, I, I got doowophop trademarked. I own that. That is, that, is a hell of a, <laughs> that is a hell of an idea. Yeah. Being yeah, you know, to... hip hop has been mixed with every genre of music except doo wop. It's never been mixed with doo wop until now. So yeah, I got doo wop hop trademarked and everything. 
that's that's pretty damn amazing that is pretty damn amazing uh this event doors at 6 30 uh, february 17th jukebox album live release party and uh it's going to be a temple live they've got live magic burlesque they've got uh pole and swing performances you got a little bit of everything uh when you went to go put this put this show together what was what was some of the ideas behind mixing all of this uh, like I said, I wanted to bring something different to, to Wichita, you know, Wichita, people that live here always say there's nothing going on. Well, you know, this is a show that I guarantee you've never seen a show like this. You've never seen a show that had our type of music, all the dancing, magicians, fire spinners, all that, you know, all in one place and for a cheap, cheap ticket price, you know? Yes. That I is... wanted to, I wanted to just make sure that everybody had a good time and, you know, I want the point of doo-wop hop is to reach all people, you know, no matter age, race, sex, none of that. So I wanted to have a little bit of something for everybody to enjoy. That is amazing. So uh, besides all the different performers that you have here, uh, what what is, what is the lineup as far as, you know, the minute that this thing starts, is it just, are you going to have like the, the fire spinners come out for a little bit or are they going to be mixed in at what was the layout look like for this? Yeah, I'm still working on the lineup, but yeah, it's going to be a mix. You know, we'll probably have like the fire spinners go for a couple songs and then do a, a dance routine and then maybe come back to the fire or do the magic show and then a different dance routine. And then, you know, we'll, we'll close the night at the end with the, with the album release with the, with the with the music you know and we'll have we're gonna have a lot of merchandise uh for sale there you know we got custom jackets shirts hoodies all kinds of stuff so bring your money <laughs> that's awesome yes yes brought br buy some merch kids you, you, this is gonna be uh this is gonna be amazing it is gonna be february 17th at temple live in wichita kansas of course doors at 6 30 and uh, we are going to be there broadcasting uh, before the show, talking to all the various performers and things of that nature. Uh, so once once you do this, once this show pops off, what is the next steps with this whole thing? Well, the beauty of it, of this working with Temple Live is that they own venues all throughout the United States. So yep. the the goal is to that they're going to put us on tour at least you know through their venues and you know i'm having i'm i've hired um multiple uh videographers to come shoot the show so that we can put together you know like a highlight reel and yep start, start gotta get that promo video made baby yeah and we're gonna use that to you know send to different venues and book book shows so i mean the goal the goal is obviously eventually i want to sell the show like I said, to either Branson or Vegas or somewhere like that. And they, they can either buy the rights to the show and put it on themselves or they can hire us and, and we'll go there and perform, you know, but this, this music was made to be international. Like it, it's going to be everywhere. That's awesome. That's awesome. So for the folks that have heard some of this, what, what, what's been some of your initial feedback that you've gotten from folks? What do you think? We we we've been positive. yeah we, we've been going out we've been going out the last what three weeks or so and just going to different karaoke bars and performing one or two of our songs and talking about the show. Wow, that's pretty badass. Yeah, and everywhere we go, you could you could check out some of the videos. You know, they're they're at first. At first, they're like, "Who the hell is this? You know, what the fuck are they talking about?" And then we start performing, and they, they, they love it. It's, it, it's all positive. I mean, it's fun. It's fun music. You know, it's, it, it's, no, there's no cussing. There's, it, it's, it, there's no, you know, negativity. It's, it's all positive and uplifting and, and up tempo. So it's fun. It's, it's dance music. That's awesome. That, that is, that is pretty phenomenal. I love the way that you're marketing it. I think that is amazing. Twenty five years, man. Twenty five years. I've got to do something right. And, and, and instead of just you know go going out and doing like all these other guys do, where they're just passing out flyers, and so I get this flyer, and I'm like, well, that's a cool poster, but what the fuck are they doing? 
And at least you guys, when you're going out places, you're actually performing the music. So people are like, oh, this is really cool. I want to hear more of it. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've been going. We've been going hard. Like I said, she's a soldier, man. She's 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 been way way more down than most people that I've worked with. And she, you know, she didn't know me from Adam a month ago or two months ago. You know, so it, uh, you know, I'm, it, it's really it's really nice to have somebody that is, is is about about it and down to go out and do do things. She's not you know she's not shy. She's willing to get up there and and do, do the damn thing. So that's it, awesome. It's a beautiful combination. That's well, awesome. It's all- and I, I believe in, like, I think it's going to be big. Yeah. Well, the, the poster is amazing. Uh, the, the fact that you've put all this together the way that you have is also amazing. Uh, so besides this event and trying to get this sold various places and, and, and everything, uh, what is what is gonna happen after this? Are you gonna do? Are you gonna try to do more in Wichita, or is it just gonna be? Hey, we need to go take this thing all over the place. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll definitely do a, a few more shows in Wichita, but eventually, yeah, the, we're gonna be everywhere. And like, the goal is definitely not to stay here in Wichita, but we do yeah. want to you know get it branded here and let it let it be known that this is where it started you know and yeah. that, and that's the thing that people need to understand about the show is like this is this is the first doo-wop pop show ever in history so think about think about if you if you could say that you were at the first rock and roll show ever or you were at the first hip hop show yeah. ever or the first blues show ever well you can say that you were at the first doo-wop pop show ever if you come to this show that's awesome that's awesome so how do you reach out to some of these folks and explain to them like like the burlesque or the or the swing performances how, how do you explain to some of these folks hey this is what we're trying to do because a lot of times when people hear new stuff they just they're like what right yeah well that that's explaining it is difficult it's not it's not until they hear it that they get it you know, and, you know, uh, as ballistic, you know, you know, I've been doing music for 25 years. And oh, my God. Never you, you, you've forgotten more about music than any of these guys will ever learn. Exactly. And, I, and in those 25 years, I never once got a song in rotation on the radio here in Wichita. But yeah. with this with this album, I got my song Lollipop in rotation on 93.5 within the first month it dropped. So. You know, it's it's just that is amazing. Yeah, it's something. It's something that is undeniable. Once people hear it, you can't deny it. It, it, It's you know, and music, music needs this right now. Music, music needs something refreshing. You know, and that's the good thing about it is it's something brand new, but it's also something familiar. So it, it 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 appeals to the masses. That is fantastic. Well, you guys are doing some incredible stuff. And uh, I, I just think this is this is really cool. Just from the, just from the poster on down to your marketing, you you've you've hit a home run here, my man. I appreciate that. So, once this is, are are you going to since you've got everybody since you've got a bunch of video people, obviously making a promo video? Uh, will would it be possible that you would sell? you know the show like to the general public that miss it or is it just we're just you got to be there and we're and we're only shooting the video for marketing purposes or will there be music videos or anything coming out of this um uh, yeah that's a good question i mean we're definitely going to be shooting music videos but i don't know if it'll be that night but Anyone that is in the show is going to be in the promo video, you know, which which we're going to be blasting everywhere. That's so awesome. if you're there, you're you're going to be a part of history for sure. That is amazing. Well, this this looks like it it is just going to be badass the way that you've put all this together. I, I love the way that you've got. I just still think it's amazing. You've got doowophop.com. I think that is that that is that is fantastic. Uh before we let you go, uh any any anything we need to know? Um besides come to the show and buy merch. 
<laughs> that's definitely the two most important things. But now we're we're constantly working on new music. You know, Ashley and I are working on music as well. Some do wop hop, some regular hip hop. You know, I plan on producing an album for her too. She she loves R and B. I mean, tell them about yourself. What you do? Yeah, I mean, I love R and B, so I'm hoping maybe I can get something produced. For sure. Something unique. <laughs> yeah, she's very talented. I'm excited about her, and I'm excited about Thomas. You know, and as always, I gotta you know involve my kids. So my daughter will be there singing with me. You know, my uh, my son, unfortunately, uh, is going to be out of town. Otherwise, he'd be performing there as well. But, yeah. you know, for those that don't know, Damien Styles is my son. Go check him out. Uh, it's Damien Styles on all platforms. Um, you can find me, um, it, The Real Ballistic, on all platforms. What, what about you? Where can they find you? Nowhere yet. <laughs> uh, we're working on that. To be to be continued. Hey, I I would I would rather you say you know it, it it's coming soon instead of well I got this old Instagram that's underscore <laughs> oh one or some kind of shit. So be glad that you don't have shit going yet, because when you do have shit going, it'll be done right. So. Absolutely. That's that's awesome. Well, uh, you've hit another home run here, my man. <laughs> Just I uh, I look forward to this. This is this is definitely a a, a good idea. And uh, thanks for making some time for us today to come on and chat about this and uh, promote yeah, this thing, you. brother. I really appreciate yeah, it. And you know, it, 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 I'm I'm posting promo every day. So if you see something, share it. You, you know, yes. It, 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 it's 100% free to click share, and it don't take no time. So That's right. Please, That's right. Invite invite your friends, invite your people to the show, and let, let's make it a night to remember. As Jim Ross always says, it doesn't, it doesn't cost anything to look. So right. <laughs> you can definitely, if you see it come across your feed or anything, share the promo. Uh, well, this is amazing. Thank you for doing this, brother. And uh, thanks for having her on with us. Nice to meet you. Uh, and uh, I look forward to seeing you guys at the show. And uh, the show is going to be February 17th. Doors at 630. Temple Live in the... I know nobody says this anymore. The air capital of Wichita, Kansas. And uh, you guys have yourself a wonderful evening. Thanks for making some time for us, brother. I know that you're you're busy, but uh, thanks for making some time, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. There he goes. The amazing Jukebox album release party. It is going to be february 17th check it out and uh that is that we are going to take a brief time out when we come back we have got more keep it locked keep it loaded you are listening to the world famous cheeky jaguar radio broadcast we are back live here coast to coast border to border on iHeartRadio today and also amfm247.com tune in itunes we have got a great guest with us today. The first ever Miss USA trans woman is with us today. Cataluna, and I know I'm going to butcher this name, Enriquez. Uh, Ms. International Queen USA 2024 uh, takes the center stage, and we have got Cataluna joining us today here on our big broadcast. Uh Talk to us a little bit about how you got started doing all of these things with the beauty pageants and everywhere else. Okay. Having some technical issues, because of course it's Skype. So, we will see if... I don't know what happened there. It was a Skype hiccup. Okay. Okay, sorry about that. I think we had a little internet connection there problem. Um, go ahead and uh, g give me a little bit of a sound check here because I, I you cut out there a second ago. Okay, hold on. I'm going to have to make some 
adjustments here because I can't hear you. Uh, let me see what I can do on my end. Uh, can you hear me now? There we are. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. We have got a uh, great guest with us today, back with us here on our big broadcast. Cat Luna is with us. Uh, so you're a multidimensional fashion designer. Uh, you're the owner of Cat Luna Couture. Talk to us a little bit about all this. Uh, yeah, so when I actually started doing my pageant journey, I struggled finding clothing for myself. No there was no one that wanted to help me dress or and I also didn't have the budget to be able to afford gowns and everything that I needed when I started competing. And so I started making my own. I, I, I went to school for fashion design and um, I didn't want to let, you know, not having money and not finding anything that fit me to uh, stop me from doing what I wanted to do and you know, competing. And so I started making my own uh gowns and costumes at first i wasn't really good at it in fact when i started competing my my first competition actually my dress started falling apart on stage and i was holding it um just, just so i would be naked on stage and now i am able to dress so many people uh internationally people have worn my stuff to compete in and i'm very grateful for it we have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on our big broadcast. Cat Luna Enriquez is with us, a multidimensional fashion designer, owner of Cataluna Couture, a Filipino-American model as well. So, Cat Luna, talk to us a little bit about being the first transgender woman to win the Miss Nevada USA pageant. That was it was a life changing experience. I'm so thankful that I that I got to do that. It was tough in many sense because I had to go through a lot of it was a lot to go through. You know, I had many people from different backgrounds in the pageant world also saying that maybe I shouldn't be competing, that I shouldn't be there, or that my win was political. Uh, <laughs> But, but, you know, I, I did my part, and, and I'm just very thankful that I got to be there to represent my community, represent my, my people. Fantastic. Fantastic. We have got Catluna joins us today here in our big broadcast. So talk to me a little bit about the Ms. Silver State organization that is uh, training young girls throughout the country on building a positive mindset, branding, self-confidence, all these things. Yes. So the Miss Silver, Miss Silver State organization is with, um, it is run by Marissa Castillo. Uh, she helped me in my entire pageant journey and also with Tiana Tuamohela, which is a former Miss Nevada as well. And together we, uh, we have a team where we train young girls to um, competitions, wherever they want to go. And also just to build confidence within themselves. And these are things that you can use not just in pageantry, but really in everyday life, from interviewing, getting a job, um, chasing uh, chasing your dreams and achieving anything you really wanna do. I, I think just having that confident mindset, knowing that you're capable and knowing how to celebrate yourself is so important, especially for young girls. That is awesome. That is fantastic. So you. you are very active on social media. Talk to me a little bit about the uh, social media reaction to your win and, and everything that uh, that happened for you. It's been it's been a mix. I've got a lot of I've gotten a lot of uh, positive comments. I also received negative comments. A lot of people would say, uh, you know, you're a man. You shouldn't be there. Your chromosomes are this and that, which I'm not sure how that affects me. Um, or, or sometimes I would get messages. I'm a pedophile. I'm a like I'm doing all these things when in reality I'm I'm just supporting the youth and many organizations. It's completely the opposite of what I'm doing. Uh, but I try to focus on the positives, and I know myself, and I know who I am. I know what I do, and I know how much it impacts so many people. Uh, and I try to focus on that. And that's at the end of the day, that's what it's, what's important. That's awesome. That's awesome. So talk to me a little bit about the preparation that it takes to uh, enter some, you know, th th this type of competition. 
Well, there's so many preparations you go through. One of the things that, I, that we really train our girls to is uh, mentally preparing yourself to compete. And that means criticism, uh, negative um, comments on people, especially on social media. And then there's a physical aspect of it too. And then there's, so in the pageant world, there's usually there's a swimsuit round where they judge you on your confidence, not your body, which is what most people think about. They judge you on confidence and how you present yourself on stage. There's the evening gown and really how you sell yourself confidently on a gown. And then there's the Q&A aspect and they ask you really anything. So interview political questions, um, social media questions, anything that's going on around the world. And sometimes you literally only have 30 seconds to answer that on stage in front of everyone else. And preparing yourself to have uh, an answer, an opinion, or sometimes even to say to how, how you're going to react if people don't like your question or your response to a question. So really just having that mentality and preparing yourself for what happens if this or that or really what, you know, just be prepared for anything is what we do. That is awesome. We have got a great guest with us today. Uh, Catalina joins us here on our big broadcast. Uh, so talk to us a little bit about being crowned Ms. International Queen USA 2024 and uh, going and competing in Thailand in the world's biggest transgender pageant, which is Ms. International Queen Yes, I'm so excited to represent our country. Uh, this is the biggest stage for trans people. And a lot of people are like, well, why are you going back to the trans world where you competed with cis people in Miss USA? But to me, it's, it's, it's never about belonging somewhere. It's about how much you can change, uh, how much you can change the world or influence people or inspire people, make a difference. And so that's what pageantry is all about. And that's what I'm doing along with continuing following my dreams and Miss International Queen being the biggest platform, I get to influence so many people in the trans world, but also hopefully change the narrative and perspective of trans people around the world. That is awesome. That is fantastic. So your your transition socially during freshman year in high school, modeling in college, then doing the pageant circuit and uh, a media presence around 23, uh, break all that down for me. <laughs> It's 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 been tough. You know, I never saw my life going in this direction. I you know, you know when I moved to the US, I lived in a uh three bedroom, two bath house and there was about 16 people inside the house and I for a long time I slept in the living room and I didn't really have much. I starving for a long time and you know, in high school I was being bullied so much. I never thought that my life would end up here. Um, it was a struggle and I've always looked at it as, you know, God prepared me for what I needed to do or what I needed to do in my life and everything that I've experienced happened for a reason. And that's either to help me grow a thicker skin or to be prepared for what I'm going to do next. And I'm just really happy and grateful that I got to survive that and experience all those. And it was tough. You know, I, I, I went through a lot of bullying. I, I've been a victim or a survivor of physical and sexual abuse. And um, I, I look at all those things as things to prepare me for what I needed to do and maybe to even speak about things or to hopefully inspire other people. That is awesome. So uh, what are some of your goals for the rest of the year and, and with all these things that you're doing? For the rest of the year, that's to win Miss International Queen, um, being uh, to get our third crown and be the first um, Asian American to win the title. And also, I think my uh, to be happy. I think life is just so on demand these days, and we don't sit down and reflect and show enough gratitude. And I think just being happy and being and giving back to people is what, what I really want to do for the rest of the year. That is awesome. Well, I really appreciate you making some time for us today. Thanks for coming on and chatting. Before we let you go, how do people follow what you're doing and keep up with everything that you're doing? Yes. So I am on Instagram. That's what you're usually on. It's Miss Cataluna. That's at M-S-K-A-T-A-L-U-N-A. -A -A. And also the Miss International Queen USA. 
um, it's a long spelling, but you can spell that Miss International Queen USA. And also we're doing a pageant, the huge pageant is coming here for 2025 in Las Vegas. We're having a competition later this fall and I'm inviting every trans person in America to compete. It's going to be a life-changing experience. Fantastic. Well, I really appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on and chatting and we will, uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you, Catalina. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, my friend. There she goes. That is Cat Luna Enriquez. I hope I got that name right. And uh, that is that. That wraps it up here for this edition of our world famous Jiggy Jaguar radio broadcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.